Okay, anyway. Yeah, I... It breaks my heart <laughs> to go upstairs and be like, Nonna, please... <laughs> please don't play your fucking Italian swearing song. I have a phone call because <laughs> I can't explain a podcast. And uh, she's like, oh, I'm a sorry. <laughs> my nonna's like, you see this one? <laughs> and he's trying to show me the fucking video <laughs> that they've been blasting. And I'm like, no, but I heard it. I heard it say, vaffanculo. <laughs> and uh, he says, you send to me? And I was like, no, I obviously didn't send this to you. <laughs> and he's like, come see. So they don't even know where they came from. No, he does. I don't even know why he said that. He's like, Italy sent this. <laughs> I was like, okay. And uh, The government yeah. regularly sends <laughs> songs yeah, full Italy of cursing. Yeah, Italy itself was like, hey, you're an expat, but guess what? You're going to still get our shit, okay? Get our, you're on our media mailing list. <laughs> Check out this new hot single. I don't, <laughs> I don't imagine that... Uh, any Italian grandparents regard themselves as expats? No. I don't no, think so. No, they don't. Also, no. Rayburn, stop eating into the microphone. Sorry. Yeah, eat around the microphone. <laughs> if I've had to deal with this so many fucking times this late into the run of this fucking <laughs> podcast. Hey, do you want to just not chew into the microphone? Because they were nuts. It's okay. I'm done. Good I'm choice. Done. Good choice. Uh, you just said it was a nutless medley. No, no fruit and nut medley. Oh, I heard you say <laughs> nut-free medley. No, who wants a nut-free medley? Nobody. No, may I recommend? Nuts. Well, may I... I guess they're not eating medleys, are they? <laughs> well, that's restrictive and cruel. May I recommend a more podcast-friendly snack within reach? Such as? Crunchy peas. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just give you us may a not. little example of what that sounds like? And let's see you may not. Better. You may do no such thing. <laughs> no, I won't do it. Hey, what welcome spicy to terrorists. spicy for my Caesar? <laughs> That's probably fine. Yeah, it's squishy. Hey, welcome to week 39 of mm. 50 Weeks of Grey. If we you still don't, don't know, know what we're doing. Well. Which is pretty exciting. <laughs> I'm Ross. Yeah, you can hear that. Can I'm Anthony. Uh, I'm Rayburn, and this is a spicy bean. <laughs> and hey, some great news to kick this episode off. Hallelujah. Uh, we're back to Netflix, baby. Woo! Oh, I and thought I you were going to say that Biden and, and Kamala had won the Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. But what's Bigger more important... <laughs> it's going to be old news by the time this comes out. That's true. Yeah, yeah who knows? Who knows That's what true. is We're happening? still happy. Yeah. We're still happy, baby. I, I fucking hope so. I don't know. Like, there's still many days where a, a literal baby runs the United States of America. So. That's true. Mm. It's true. Um... I don't, I don't know if baby is cor- is an apt way to put it because babies don't have that much hatred in them normally. Mm. Oh, man, I've met some. <laughs> met that's some that's, that's fair. Babies. babies with a vitriol, yeah. Those hateful baby babies <laughs> coming to Spike TV. Hateful babies. <laughs> Pros versus babies. <laughs> have you guys? Did you guys ever see uh, Spike TV? So. For context, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider myself exceptionally masculine, but um, I did watch Spike TV because my family was like big into martial arts and like 
in the in the initial rise of like UFC and MMA, it's already three thousand percent more masculine than I am. I, was I like, know. Your I know. whole family was into. We were like Spike TV. No, we, we were just, like, we were regularly using steroids and watching Spike TV. <laughs> we, <laughs> we the Popeyes. We got right. we got Not in our the... monster trucks. <laughs> Pretty. You know, pretty tame stuff. Pretty tame. <laughs> wow. Okay. Great. No, no, no. Just my my dad loved like Bruce Lee and stuff, so we we watched a cool. lot of um we watched a lot of like UFC when it was coming up because uh it was like the next generation of martial arts. Anyway, Spike TV had hilarious shows. One included uh, pros versus Joes, where they would take professional athletes and make them compete in sports against regular people. I but, recall like, this. Yeah, but not in the the pro sports. So it would be like, oh, you know, okay. yeah. If you were playing, I mean, like, like this a, sounds like the most predictable television yeah, right? in It'd the be world. Like pro fishing. No, the Denver no, Broncos are going to face off against Gary and his friends. <laughs> but Gary and like his friends that. in hockey, right? So that's that what would it was. be. Yeah. All right, I'm into this. This was the show. This was the concept of the Wait, show. What? It's like we're we're going to take you know a, 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 like a Denver Bronco and we're going to put him against Gary, but in a sport that that he doesn't play the the Broncos players uh, play. golf yeah <laughs> yep yep golf would be one of them right so you'd have to like so it was pros versus Joes like regular Joes and they would compete for for money and it was really really funny because like sometimes the pros would lose but um that's what made me think of pros versus babies <laughs> so bring back <laughs> in again in sports that they're not familiar with I like that I think maybe Hot Wheels I mean, I babies are unfamiliar yeah. with most sports, to be fair. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, True. and we don't want to give the babies any advantages. <laughs> so, so none of the competitions can be shitting themselves. <laughs> Fuck, this baby's so good at it. This baby, ah, you brought in a ringer. <laughs> did I ever? Did I ever tell you guys this but isn't the about? Time you this shit yourself, about... yes, all the time. <laughs> okay, but That's did how I, ever I met tell you, you actually? <laughs> Did I ever tell you about a, a, a friend of Elizabeth and, and mine who, um, he grew up in, is it Israel? Yeah, he, he grew up in Israel. And this is like one of my favorite stories of anybody. I think it was like relatively young. In kindergarten, okay. In, in kindergarten, um, like, you know, it, it wouldn't be uncommon for kids to like really not <laughs> be all that in control and shit themselves. Correct. And yeah, and um, <laughs> he got like a shout out in front of his whole class. He got an award. Thank you. Yeah, he got an award for not shitting himself for being the only <laughs> kid in the class to not shit himself. Which, okay, that's amazing. Which in and of itself is amazing. However, it does get deeper. Oh. He uh, okay. Rocks. He did shit himself. He felt so embarrassed and left out <laughs> that, that he shit himself. <laughs> While he accepted the award. <laughs> While accepting it, he's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> Fuck you. That's incredible. Well, now we have to throw this wow. award out. Good. For the people. <laughs> One of, I am Spartacus. I really, I I really like that because, uh, because in my mind, like, You'd get about halfway through the year, 
and roughly like two thirds of the class had shit themselves by this point, right? God. And yeah. as a teacher, you're thinking to yourself, I've got to find some way of discouraging this behavior because it's 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 not acceptable in society. And like by the time you're leaving your house, you really should have more control over your bowels. So yeah. I picture the teacher going up in front of the class and being like, "All right." There's going to be an award at the end of the year for whoever doesn't crap their pants while they're here. But that just turns into like a battle royale style. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna win that trophy. <laughs> and oh you have God. a bunch of kindergartners trying to make their other classmates shit themselves. Shit themselves. There's just like a little kid like pouring x lax on like Lexus. everyone's everyone's pizza day lunch. She's like, <laughs> But I also like... That like, uh, th- I-, I like that thought that they're all in it together, and they're just like, which narc is gonna take the award, huh? Hey, is it gonna be you? Hey Ross, and you're like, no, nah, man, I-, I shit myself all the time. I shit myself right now. <laughs> we have a we have a common friend, all three of us, who has a similar story, where um they were playing freeze dance uh, at at a young age. <laughs> Love this already. And they really wanted, they were having so much fun. Tons of fun. Like, freeze dance is amazing. It's glorious. And, um, but they really had to poop. Um, and so I well, guess. I let that stop you. Well, exactly. A little poop came out and she, they froze and the poop came <laughs> rolling down the pant leg into oh. the middle of the room. <laughs> That's incredible. And, I promptly, need to know who this is. <laughs> promptly ended the freeze dance. And everybody froze. Look, look if she wasn't going to be able to continue playing freeze, freeze dance, nobody was. <laughs> I'll, fucking, I'll fucking blow this whole school up if I have to stop. What a lot of people don't know is that in Canada, uh, this is the ceremonial way to end freeze dance. Yes. Um, is for one of the children to throw their feces in the middle of the dance circle. And at that point, all children know. Nobody quite knows where the tradition comes from, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's stuck around this long. It's tried and true. Uh, it's the only way to end recess these days. <laughs> yeah, we don't respect a bell, but we do respect a turd. We do. We do. You gotta respect the turds. <laughs> that's the that's the American logo these or slogan these days. You gotta respect the turds. Yeah, we don't like them, but you gotta respect the turds. They're they're here, so that's all it takes to be worthy of respect, apparently. Gosh. Sorry, Americans. I love you. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have an easy segue into anything else <laughs> from um, this point. I'll, I'll go what back to Netflix. watching this turd, Anthony. Yeah, mm. I want to go back to Netflix real quick. Do I gotta tell. say, Netflix's subtitle game is leagues ahead of Amazon Prime's. Oh wow! Amazon's, well, that's good to know. Amazon's way? subtitle game is so garbage. It's just like it's like someone opened up a Word doc and just Arial font like typed as fast as they can and if there were typos they were like i don't give a fuck i i I don't give a fuck um whereas like netflix they like they put effort and thought into it so much so that like amazon will if there are um song lyrics and um lines like that you're meant to hear together Mm. um amazon's just gonna put it all in one block of text it's like, oh. here's the song lyrics, and I think they, they have a little, like, 
uh, music note denoting that it's song lyrics. But then, like, you know, space, Anna's line starts, and that's it. But, like, Netflix is actually, like, separating them. They, like, move them to different parts of the screen so you can see that there's, like, a song playing and then, like, the lines that are happening. And it's, like, got an interesting font. It's just, like, I know this isn't that interesting, but, like, when you've seen a movie 39 times, these are the things you focus on. And, uh, yeah, Netflix, kudos Hmm. for your your subtitle game. You know you're worth it. We're getting every little thing. You're not. You're not. It's just, like, if if the song, like, starts or there's, like, um, you know, they'll give you, like, some Like, song starts, like, little, like, music notes kind of deal? Yeah, with, like, maybe that opening line from the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, once it becomes less of a focus, they stop it. Hmm. Not the most exciting thing. Um... Uh, here and then I guess the other thing that I, I that is new, the movie's still garbage. I, I'm at at 39 weeks. Like that didn't change. It didn't change, and like there's kind of nothing left to discover. I feel I also don't have to watch the extended version anymore. I'm not fucking going to. I hate the extended version. It sucks more. <laughs> it's just eight extra minutes of pain. I was so happy to hit the Anna Christian and the doors closed and fucking weekend comes on. And I'm like, oh yes, thank you. Um. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I like, one thing I have noticed about how this has impacted me mm. is that the my, like, quality bar um, has lowered for, for, like, media, but... And it already wasn't that high. <laughs> well, I, I enjoy garbage. I will admit this. Like, Ross and, and Ray both know that I, I actually I love, love reality TV. Too. Yeah. It's, it's like, really good fun. But I don't consider those, like, I, I, I sort of separate those from from movies and, and uh, TV because it's, like, yeah. they're, they're their own little concoction. They're not, like, someone wrote a script, paid actors, and, like, well, maybe. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, not, it's not in the same way. It's, it's, it's just, like, a different medium altogether that's a guilty pleasure. But, like, when I'm watching TV shows and movies, like, I think anything that's not Fifty Shades of Grey is, like, considerably more enjoyable now because I'm just like, oh, I could be watching this shitty movie again. However, my bullshit detector for, like, uh, movies and shows targeting the same audience goes off like a fucking trauma signal. Like, I... Interesting. Yeah. An uh, example? Uh, Elizabeth and I heard about, and maybe it's good, I didn't get far enough, but uh, we heard about a Netflix show called Emily in Paris. Oh, apparently it's hot trash. Yeah, and I I don't know, somebody, I can't remember who recommended it, Uh, maybe it was just the internet as like a comedy, and we turned it on and got through maybe 10 minutes before we were both like, this is fucking garbage, and it felt the same, it felt like, not like, it wasn't appealing to like Hmm. sex at all, but it was like... It was like, uh, yeah. Women who are like aspiring to have this different life and like they're sort of holding up these like false uh, notions of like what makes your your life better. It's like, oh, I'm in Paris. I can go shopping. There's a hot guy. It's like. Uh, I I couldn't get through we couldn't get through an episode because it was such like it's basically like a walking live laugh love poster it feels like like (laughs) yeah it's it's just I've heard bad things like to the point where I read this article where the like main actress was like wow this is like this was even like tested in front of audiences and everybody (sighs) that 
watches it now is like this is a piece of trash <laughs> so interesting now do you think that this is just the effect that 50 shades of gray has had on the culture of content creation or do you think that the these are genuine uh stories being told like from somebody's own deep wants and desires for like i maybe they read 50 shades and were just like that worked i should emulate that and just make smutty trash i mean or is this somebody's genuine like i would love to go to paris and truly live laugh love well here's uh, the thing i do think that people genuinely have those aspirations yeah. horrifying um, okay absolutely um, but let's be honest with ourselves. Fifty Shades is definitely not the first movie yeah. of this nature. Like, there are a ton no. of movies that are basically the same, that sort of prey on the same sort of audience. And the but same I would argue wants. that it's... I would argue that it has been the most impactful. In our... In, in, in what we can remember... But I'm sure yes. that there's a Fifty Shades of every generation that people go, it had the same sort of effect on me. And that's hmm. not necessarily what I want. Like, that's not necessarily what, you know, people would say is the ideal relationship or situation or whatever. But there's yeah. still there's still those people that sort of hold that up to like a crazy high standard. I would and, say that hmm. a TV show that really like draws a big parallel for me it was Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Grey's Anatomy and this and and this movie I think have the same audience because it's all of this over the top ridiculous notions of what relationships are, very soap opera esque. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of this sort of entertainment. That that's something I want to clarify too. I don't think this Emily in Paris show is like inspired by or in the same vein as Fifty Shades. Like they've really got nothing to do with each other. It's just like when watching it, I can't help but feel like the audiences who like get something out of Fifty Shades, not the same thing, but get something out of Fifty Shades and are like in, in engrossed in this like world and relationship would also really appreciate this as their like comedy feel good <laughs> show hmm. and. And it's yeah. just this, it's just like really base bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like it's so surface garbage. Like, and that's why I say it's like a walking live, laugh, love poster because like that's the kind of thought that I think went into this is like, <laughs> you know, I want to tell a story about living, laughing, and loving. Here it is. It's not in good. Paris, basically. Emily yeah, I've seen like a few clips of it and it does, it's one of those things that sort of is like, okay, so this is just a story of a, it's like when they were pitching it, I'm sure they were like, it's a woman. She's, you know, going off on her own. She has aspirations. She's, she's independent gonna, for the first time in years. Yeah, she's going to go, like she wants to succeed in this industry, all this stuff. Yeah. And then when you actually watch it, ever though, since it's the like, tragic death of her son and the ensuing divorce from her husband, she's she's taking control of her life. Well, see, she's even younger. I would say she's like twenty three, right? And so it's about this young wow. woman who's like doing. But I get what you're saying. But it's just like when people are you now watching it, it's like okay, so yes, at the very base of this, just as mm-hmm. the very base of Fifty Shades is Anna. As a, you know, uh, aspiring English major stumbles into this situation. I like that, aspiring English major. (laughs) English graduate, whatever. Um, Both. 
but it's like yeah so at the base yeah okay i guess vaguely veiled there is a strong female character but so quickly do they get diverted by like going shopping in the champs Elysees and you know meeting a hot man at the opera and it's like okay this is ridiculous like so as soon as 23 year old is going to the opera Oh, I don't know, but I'm just—I'm just—I've never watched this show. I don't know what she does, but I'm just saying this is the sort of things. <laughs> yeah. That now, do you think? Do you think that qualifies you to uh, make uh, assumptions or even reviews on it? I yes. think so. It does. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it does. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I watched ten minutes of it, and here's what you need to know. And I can give you an entire synopsis of the whole first season. But I can tell—I know exactly what this fucking thing is about. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I also, yeah, you know, it's—it's it's like so funny because like the. there's just like nothing of substance or or like even interesting it's like if you've ever stumbled upon like one of those w network um movies like seasonal movies it's really like it's a hallmark movie yeah it's like a a hallmark um piece of garbage but like this was really highlighted so i was watching it with elizabeth and in the first like 10 minutes so i fucking spoilers i guess um her her uh, boss is meant to go on this marketing trip to Paris for her company and then mm. discovers that she's pregnant and um, and then the main character, Emily, is like, so my boss canceled the trip and wants me to go um, for a, live a year in Paris because she's pregnant. And Elizabeth went, why would that stop her? Why would and that I, stop her? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah, fuck yeah, that's like a way more... I think more... the exact same thing. Why would that stop her? Yeah, so you're because... pregnant and... Yeah, exactly, because that's not an interesting choice. Like, oh, what if there's this young marketing exec and her boss gets pregnant, and we know that shuts a woman's life the fuck down, so <laughs> leave her at home. So now she has to go and live in a cave. Yeah, so anyway, she's going to go live in a, a cave until the, the uh, hopefully male heir is born. And, then and fucking... even then, until he's 18 and <laughs> assumes the mantle of king of the universe. And in the meantime... Until then, she stays in the cave, eating this... moss and uh, <laughs> training bugs as pets. And in the meantime, this young, cute girl is going to go to Paris and uh, she's going to fall in love, probably. And uh, oh, hey, let's throw sure. in a... Because that... Because that's where love happens. Uh-huh. No, Paris. she'll probably have several relationships, and there's going to be like a dirty love triangle, and she's going to be having a one-night stand, and then she'll be like, oh, I feel bad about myself for having a one-night stand. It's like, you know And that'll what? be like a season. Do whatever the whole fuck arc. you want. Oh, like, remember that time I, sp- I slept with Jean-Claude? And he'll just be like, yeah, we're, we're French. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is perfectly normal here. And she's just like, Ooh! Oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you about, let me tell you about more like female stereotyping. Mm. Immediately after, can't wait. Yeah, it's it's uh, this all happened in ten minutes. Like, should I refresh 15. my coffee for this? <laughs> I don't know if you need it. <laughs> I might. So let me let me tell you about some more stereotypes that happened in the first Please ten do. minutes. Mm. She like Emily. It, it like cuts to her in a scene, um, where she's at the bar with her her boyfriend, and um. <laughs> lame it's so stupid they're all watching the tv and they cheer because uh sports are on the tv it's baseball and emily's like oh, yeah and then turns and goes what happened and yep yeah ray's face is uh, so annoyed for a good reason and her boyfriend goes 
the Cubs just scored a walk off. I can't even remember what the fuck he says. He's like, that means they're going to the finals. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, so it's Oh, yay, more baseball. <laughs> yeah, she's like acting enthusiastic. And it's like, she, fucking, she's, I get it. She's a woman, which she can know about baseball. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? But you know what? Not even that. Like, like, okay, I particularly am not someone who is into sports, but it has nothing to do with the fact that I have breasts. It's just that yeah. I don't really like sports. So sure. there's mm. a way to do that by being like, she's being a, showing she's supportive or whatever. I mean, like, oh, awesome. Yay. Like, okay, cool. And he's like, oh, you know, she doesn't have to be like, oh, what happened? It's like, <laughs> you don't have to even, like, there's no need to show her not necessarily understanding or or knowing yeah. like if she's just there as a partner and he exp- he's like oh my god they're going to the final she'd be like awesome okay cool like let's drink to that like yeah why do you even have to go into the background of like she woman she no like baseball <laughs> she no no it's like you don't need that at all i wish that's how he explained it to her too the guys hit the ball over fence <laughs> Then Look, I know you're a woman, run. so you have a very small brain, but <laughs> basically these Neanderthals are hitting spheres with sticks and being but, paid really well for it. And what really pisses me off about that whole trope is that as soon as you flip it, so say, you know, a woman is really into dance or mm-hmm. or, or whatever... As soon as she explains her interests... Quick, a- Anthony, what are, what are some other stereotypical women interests? Uh, I don't know. Perfume, sex in the city. <laughs> yeah, like, as soon as... That's all of them. <laughs> Got them. Or if a woman's like, oh, I, you know, I love going to see the symphony or something. Right. My man will be like, ugh, sure. that's stupid. I'm not doing that. And everybody's like, I get it. Like, no He's one right. questions that. <laughs> it is stupid. Like, no one questions when a man doesn't know or doesn't like the thing that the woman likes. But as soon yeah. as the woman doesn't like what the man likes, or maybe that's not her thing, they're like, oh, stupid women. It's like, or we just have well, different interests. Like, yeah. Well, to, to play off. devil's advocate here, uh, those are often, in media, traits that are ascribed to the guy that you're not supposed to root for. So in that way, they are... It is doing its job sure. of being like, this guy's a piece of trash. Remember What's-His-Face, the comically bad boyfriend from 365 Days? <laughs> yeah. And we were all just like, he is being telegraphed as a complete dunce. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes. I mean, he was my favorite character, but probably not for the reasons that the film wanted him to be. Right. Yeah. I guess my whole thing is that, like, it doesn't necessarily matter. Like, I just hate when people are like, oh... They put so much stock into, like, you have to like the same thing that your partner likes. That's completely not true. Like, yeah. obviously, mm. myself and my partner have a lot of shared interests. But, like, he loves doing Sudokus, and I would rather die. Like, I would not <laughs> ever want to do that. But that's his Thankfully, interest. that's not something you have to do with someone. <laughs> but why But why do I have to be like, oh, you like that? That's ridiculous. It's like... No, what if instead you watched him do Sudokus and then cheer and ask what happened every time <laughs> he succeeded? What happened? Well, actually, commentating. Today, he told me he was doing one on the couch and he was like, oh, it took me only 11 minutes. I was like, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty impressive. It is I, impressive. I've never completed a Sudoku. And he yeah, does ones that. I've tried a lot. He does ones that have extra uh, rules. 
So it's not, not just like do the numbers and the numbers. It's like then it's also the letters. These numbers <laughs> and these ones all have to equal this, and then these ones and this have to equal that, and it's like all this crazy. Yo, get him a uh, uh, Sudoku Rubik's cube. Now I don't know if these exist, but holy <laughs> fuck, how crazy would that be? Patent pending, 50 weeks of gray. We don't know how to do Sudoku or Rubik's Cubes, <laughs> yeah. but we're going to invent this new thing, Is that, okay. and it's going to take the both of those worlds by storm. A you're going to hear me... You're going to hear... Oh, you're going to hear me uh, doing yep. some research. Sudoku. Rubik's well, Emily in Paris sounds terrible. Uh. Yeah, check it out. Oh, they do exist. Yo, get them one of Damn these. It. This sounds fucking hard as hell. And it's just like... It's just a, a Rubik's Cube, but like in order to solve it, you need to sudoku each side right so get him that and just be like good luck for the rest of your life <laughs> good luck for the rest imagine he solved it in like it's a week. done before before christmas is over it's like what's next like, sorry god damn it, it, it my response be. i'd be like it came solved <laughs> it is honestly like he's he's so good at puzzles and stuff it probably would take him about a week okay well get him it's one of ridiculous. these it's uh right on Oh, it's like, you know, it seems those, like, like a good gift for him. Those like Mensa guys were like, oh, I see the puzzle. Like, 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 that's literally like what he's like. Those dweebs who made a losers. club yeah. to talk about how smart they are. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, basically, dear. yes. So, so do, you, do you think that we're just, uh, obviously we're not the target audience for Emily in Paris or Fifty Shades of Grey or... I mean, maybe 365 days, but I'm definitely not the audience for it. This, this is always one of those things where I'm just like, how do you guys interact with people who are the demographic for these things? Okay, oh. I can answer this because my family is the demographic for this, and they don't listen to the We watch podcast. 50 Shades of Grey every, every year at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. 50 more. Um, no, but like... Do you guys know the show? And a lot of people are going to give me slack for this. Um, this is us. I know the show. I've never watched I've it. Never watched it. Mm. I I know a lot of people love this show. I fucking hate it, and <laughs> I hate it for good reason. It is also like, if um, maybe a good if anyone's seen Modern Family, um, Mo- Modern Family I I think is quite a fun, cute family show. But like. Mm-hmm. They tend to... Um, it's pretty middle of the road. Yeah, yeah. Like, totally agree. I don't, I don't think it's, like, groundbreaking or anything. But um, but I, I enjoy it. And what they do at the end of almost every episode is try to wrap it into something either, like, f- like really, really family... like f- Wholesome? F- very, very wholesome. Or, like, you know, um, wrapping up something that's sweet and maybe hard... For, for for the family like it, you mm. know it was it was it was something emotional and they, they try to tackle it like i don't know I can't, I can't remember any modern family plots but like even if if the kids got into like drugs or smoking they would like you know wrap it with like like it was a mistake or like partying i think drinking was definitely uh, one of the the themes anyway it's always like the end of the episode right it's like this this like climactic resolution mm. um and it's meant to be wholesome every fucking scene in this is us is that like there is not a moment in that show where people are just being 
fucking normal. It's always like, but our family and like it's too too much. It's just like it's so like it's it's, yeah. It's just. But in the uh, same way that you and I watch like trash TV because it's an escape and it's uh it's something that is very um. Like, I watch reality TV because I'm like, man, look at their train wreck. I'm doing yeah. awesome. <laughs> People I like mean, watching. That, that is a motivation I can applaud. Right. Yeah. People are watching this as us because they're like, they want to aspire to that, right? Like, they're like, they hold oh, that sort yeah. of like family, that, that sort of uh, wholesomeness that I think that people sort of idolize that kind of. Um, hmm. idealistic fa- especially I would say especially Americans mm, that's interesting really idolize this idea it's still very much of like the American dream the the what do you call them the like a, atomic family and, or whatever the nuclear yeah. family the nuclear family the, the atomic the family. atomic family <laughs> oh that sounds sick I'd watch that show I knew it was something that's, like that's like, like a, a that's a superhero team in the Marvel universe <laughs> the atomic family <laughs> The sun is is exploding. We have to solve it. (laughs) It's always something sun related. It's like, uh, we can do other things. No, you're mostly the sun police. Gamma rays. Gamma rays. (laughs) Um, and, and to be clear, this is us is about like, like a, a bit of a, a broken up family. And it's like all about Mm. them. It's really all about them resolving traumas from what I've seen, but it's like every moment is resolving traumas. And it's like, I would love like a scene where we either develop a trauma or like, uh, you know, just, just hang out. Live our normal lives. <laughs> we just hang out for like one fucking scene. Um, but anyway, yes. And and to your point, Ray, like those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. But like I welcome it. Hit me with all the stones. I know. Oh, no, I, I, I want to remodel anyways. I'm so. just saying that like, you know, it's funny because we can always <laughs> say like, oh, like look at this sort of thing. But I mean, there yeah. is, there is. Obviously, there is enough of these different genres and things for people to to there's some it's giving them something right whatever it is it's giving them something and and i think it's easy especially for for us to be like oh my god look at what's happening here with 50 shades because there's a lot of issues with with gender equality and and having a good relationship like there's fundamentally flawed things that make it hard to to promote and say i understand why you enjoy this Mm. at the same time like we watch 90 Day Fiance and it's ultimately the same thing, only it's real life and that's even more tragic. It's true. So it's like, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you really say like, this is not, but okay, you know what I mean? But. And that's to answer your question, Ross, like sort of how I, I treat it. Like I understand that there's something in it for everyone. And I'm like, I'm usually just like, yeah, I like, can't enjoy that show for these reasons myself but like i get it like go go do and watch yeah. what you love yeah I'd, I'd never i'd never hate a show or a piece of media enough to the point where i'm just like this shouldn't exist because if it's got an audience that can get something out of it then sure mm-hmm. whatever i'm going to shit all over it for a lot of reasons <laughs> and point out why there are bad things about sure. it yeah. i get i get a lot of flack for an opinion that i've held since i was a kid Uh-oh. um which I'll share oh is God. that uh, the TV show Friends is awful. Oh, it it's is. Not, oh. It's not a. It's, <laughs> it's not, not a good, good. show. Um, 
I realized that because uh, my name is Ross, and every time I met somebody uh, when I was growing up during the height of Friends, they were just like, oh, like from Friends, and I hated that. And then as an adult, I kind of realized, oh, and he's also a fucking idiot and like a misogynist. So like, and all of these people are horribly flawed and sociopaths. Yeah. So in the Friends versus Seinfeld debate, I know which one I'd rather watch well, because at least those is, people are brazenly sociopaths. Well, and at least they they concluded the whole franchise, the whole series by being like, "Yeah, we've been assholes this whole time." Like that's yeah. literally our thing. Whereas the Friends cast they were all jerks too, like with, and they were rewarded for it, and they're rewarded for it over and over with and over like and over and over. Happy again. marriages, homes in the suburbs, a wildly mm. successful spin-off series. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> they had a spin-off. Wait, what? No, it was Joey's you didn't watch show. Joey. Oh, and Joey. it was not good. Um, Poor Joey. Yeah, no, it was it was like at the beginning. I mean, remember at the the first few seasons before it got like, ooh, maybe it shouldn't be like this. When Joey basically was like super rapey, he'd be like, "Hey, Did that how stop? are you doing?" I didn't, I didn't watch, watch enough. He, of the, he doesn't. I didn't watch enough at of the, the show. at the end of this. Like, I would argue that he still sort of has that stereotype, but like, mm. um, he Italian man. Yeah, they don't nearly like lean into <laughs> it as guess. much, like as the first as the first seasons, and like Phoebe's right. a dumb blonde, and like they yeah. really did like sort of like start start to play that down too and like rachel's a spoiled brat who gets whatever she wants like on a minor soapbox why the fuck is jennifer aniston still doing commercials like she doesn't need to do that i mean i don't know I mean, but arguably she still has to pay for her very luxurious expensive body yeah but like she still looks well, amazing i just she looks like, incredible it's it's insane and Avino i get it is these... doing such good work for her I get it if these companies are like, we want Jennifer Aniston to be our spokesperson. I guess that's fine. But every time I see her, I'm just like, that's that's a role that a struggling actor could have. You're Jennifer Aniston. Struggling is not a term I would use to describe you. What I read about (laughs) The Brad Pitt thing has been settled. (laughs) Is that she actually doesn't take a lot of, like she won't actually do a lot of uh, commercials and endorsements and stuff unless it's a product that she actually really does care about. And so apparently mm. she did say okay to Avino because she does actually genuinely like their product and actually mm. does use it. So I think that that's a little bit of a, a well, insight into this. But fucking yeah. works for her. It's insane. She looks insanely she looks good. So good. Like I would it's not true. be surprised if they were like I don't know spilling virgin blood to fuel her. Even like, compare her to like wow. Courtney Cox, who is still a gorgeous woman, obviously, and Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. They're all yeah. three beautiful women. But Jennifer Aniston looks insanely good. I do think the other two have aged more reasonably. They, where I'm they just kind of looking at yeah. it and I'm just like, yeah, that, that's, it's a, that's who you are. It's unreasonable what, what she's done. She looks flawless. <laughs> or has Japanese it done. new theory. <laughs> who has she killed? What, what pacts has she signed with which demons? What is demons? she doing? I have a theory. Well, Elizabeth and I have a theory that um, Chris Harrison, the host of The, the Bachelor, um, is uh, actually uh, just the world's most advanced AI and um, okay. has multiple like um, multiple uh, clone bodies that they just upload wow. his program into because like there's just no fucking way this man is real like he's aged <laughs> incredibly um, he's got he's got like you know uh, summer models as well as uh, like body model 
um, as well as uh, his his regular suit up model. His responses are always like so fucking well thought out in the moment. I just don't believe that he's a real person at this point. Well, they can take it over and over again, though, right? Like they just take the best the best answer. I, th- I mean, yes, but also. I don't know. I just, there's something about him. I've seen him in interviews, too. The dude is just, he's like, he's not human. (laughs) This is part of the reason that I fear an attachment to trash reality TV, because I'm fairly certain (laughs) if we're we're talking about who the audience for what is, conspiracy theory audiences and reality TV show audiences definitely overlap. Ross, I will say, I will say that, like, the fun part about reality TV shows is less uh, watching the shows is very fun. But is the, the lizard people. It's, it's the lizard people, but it's also like there's half of the community. So I, I would say, um, and this is a generalization, but like in the in the U.S., like around the Bible Belt, um, the mm. people that watch these watch it for the people and to get attached to the people. And then like in more liberal um, areas, uh, people watch it for the drama, the community, and the memes. And like that's that's an experience to be a part of in and of itself. Like just being a part of the meme culture for reality TV is super duper fun. Uh, But yeah, you do get fun like theories uh, about what's going to happen and who's being paid and what's been edited. It's, it's good fun. Hmm. Anyway, the the last thing I want to say on, on all this is like, I think like it's for anyone who's still listening after we've offended your uh, favorite show. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's really important to be able to laugh at, at your own likes and yourself uh, totally. consistently. Um, I, I I throw shade on all these shows, uh, knowing full well that like I watch trash. That like some of the things I like aren't like you know <laughs> uh, categorically good. Um, but uh, fun question for all of you: What's your favorite? Like, I, I know this is a tough question, but categorized as a sitcom do you have a favorite that you're willing to share a sitcom Hmm. yeah like i can i can start us off because my honestly i have two okay nice nice my favorite my favorite sitcom i think of all time and it it, it was unfortunately canceled before its time uh was happy endings happy endings was so fun if you've never seen it it only has a few seasons but uh yeah like i it got canceled for new girl um which was like yeah in the in the same vein um but in my opinion not as good hmm. i have two uh brooklyn 99 yes and oh, yeah. good place i've never seen the good place oh hmm. my god okay the good both place from the same is, creator. they are both from the same creator cool. um both very very smart writing excellent casting uh, yeah watch it so good so so good so funny it's funny and and uh it it takes like maybe a little bit to get into it maybe i don't know i didn't for me but i've heard some people say like "Ah, i needed to like take a little bit to get into it but um it's equally as like it's super funny um it really does touch on a lot of like issues uh like like social issues and um so that's really great and, and doing it in a, in a sort of satirical way, but it's also very like heartfelt and it makes you really like introspective too. But um, yeah, it's just an all around great sounds show. Like, sounds like a good sitcom. <laughs> it is. Like I like genuinely, it's like, it's, it's kind of got it all. It's really, really good. I also did. And it's concluded. So you can yeah, binge it all. You can I, binge yeah. it all. I also I really enjoyed the Mindy project as well. I, um, I thought fun, that fun, was a fun, very fun. funny time. Fun. 
I don't know if The Office counts, but like The Office. The Office counts. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. that beats everything. I've watched it's an The Office, office more than drama. I've seen. No, it's the same. Anything. <laughs> um, Ross, this is a t- this is an interesting question for Ross. Cause I, I have no idea. It's it's hard to pin your tastes sometimes, Ross. I think you're um, you've got a, a more refined palate <laughs> than, than yeah. myself. I the the difference is like when you would uh, when you would justify ten minutes of Emily in Paris, I would look at it and go, "How dare Netflix suggest <laughs> this to me? This garbage! I'm gonna write to the president of Netflix immediately." Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think dare. my answers will. Be- <laughs> fucking dare you advertise to me um you know my likes uh i guess my answer will be pretty understandable in that i guess i would say i have two that could qualify as sitcoms as well but they're both anti-sitcoms in that they are seinfeld and always sunny that makes sense yeah yeah that That makes makes sense sense for you and also i love all it's always sunny I've, I've moved back to the suburbs and they have an episode about the suburbs that's just fucking spot on (laughs) it's so good on i love i love a good uh dennis reynolds uh (laughs) i I live for dennis speech (laughs) i fucking live for him fucking opining on something didn't we have an idea way back in this podcast infancy yeah Yeah. (gasps) use the dennis system as a christian system yeah we do need to do that Please remember that episode 41, because um, we, we've got, but the episode 41, that's what we're doing. I, it's the locked Christian in. Christian system? Okay. Christian system. Okay, we will, we will, oh, fucking shit. Oh, my God. Okay, I got to think this through, but episode 41, that's, that's, this that's is happening. The, the first, uh, th- thanks for joining us on this week's podcast, where we were once again just kind of going, whatever the fuck we feel like talking about, because uh, now you know what the we're next couple do... of episodes' plans are. That's we're right. going to do the final book of the gray an assessment on anthony's notebook which i'm sure is just the raving lunatic scrawlings that i imagine them to be Mm. Uh, then we'll talk about christian gray versus dennis reynolds of always sunny so that'll give you a couple weeks to get caught up home stretch babies (laughs) little little spoiler for next week's episode but i was just like looking at my book and i'm like oh man is there enough content and then (laughs) i see a note that i have all these deranged scribblings just like who did it less so but uh more I, i see one of the notes the first one my eyes were drawn to and it just says Geek Squad guy is named Andrew. So find out next week <laughs> what the fuck that means. <laughs> Does the Geek Squad make an appearance in this fucking movie? Yeah, something something similar. That's amazing. <laughs> God. Or is that just someone that you needed to contact to like help you with your iPhone? Nah, she has like someone come set up. Um, or oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I You've forgot about that part. <laughs> I read his. It feels name like a fucking now. lifetime ago that we. Addressed a lot of the issues of this film. Yeah, this movie it was. is. Hey, here's a here's a question for Art. both of you. Um, so each week I've started I started googling Fifty Shades of Grey news. Uh, you know, let's just see what a, a five year old movie's got. Let's see what the news is. Yeah. And I I did find a recently published article. In fact, published yesterday. Um, oh. Uh, oh, sorry. This was a different one. I found two. Uh, one, this one was published in October, actually, the one that I want to talk about. The other one is honestly not important. Um, but this was published in October this year. Okay. And it is titled... Uh, well, I won't tell you what it's titled. Uh, but it does reveal how much 
both Dakota and Jamie got paid for the first Fifty Shades of Grey film. Interesting. And I would love to hear what what your guesses are. I'm spoiled, and I I couldn't have guessed this. I just like I can't, um, I can't participate. It, it, are they are they different rates? Uh, they are actually the same rate. That is okay. Good. So yes. so we're shooting for one number here. One number. Um, two point five mil. Okay. Whoa. I'm gonna say. There's a lot of nudity in this, Ross. Two hundred and fifty k. Wow, you think that's low? Yeah. That's insane, Ross. You fucking actually guessed what they were paid. That's hell so yeah. crazy. <laughs> what the hell, hell? Yeah, I did. <laughs> how did you? That seems how really you know that? low. It's shockingly low, according to the article. It um, is yeah. shockingly low, especially because they knew it was going to be a blockbuster hit, and there's a lot of nudity and intimate scenes in here, like. Their agents did them dirty. Their agents did do them dirty. Now, it also reveals, I, I'm, it's fucked up that you guessed that already, Ross, but it also reveals how much they got paid for the sequels. And I did will Ray say- Did Ray guess that? <laughs> it better be more than 2.5 for the sequels. <laughs> oh, yeah, for I, sure. I will tell you that it is more. Um, they demanded more money, and yeah. uh, they both got paid the same thing. So same thing. One number, guess what she is. Four. Uh, for for both movies, um, or each. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I think it's both. It's actually a little bit unclear in the. I'm, I'm gonna article. I'm gonna throw down I'm gonna throw down uh, five million plus. You you would want to argue for some box office returns too. That would be smart. That's very smart. And at least like a few, I mean, and you have to listen, guys, if you're listening and you're an actor here, you also have to write into that contract. If your face is appearing on merchandise, on books, on, you need royalties for those as well. Either it's baked into your contract or, you know, you're getting residuals. You got it. You, you have to have that baked in. <laughs> you you yeah. really, really do. Or else, you know what? They're going to be putting out. Various merchandise, various things with your face on them from stills from the movie, and you're not getting anything for your likeness. So you yeah. have didn't that to happen to the uh, didn't that happen to the Star Wars cast? Yes. Yes, yeah. it did. They didn't and get also, any royalties on any of the toys. Ro- mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. actually, uh, if I remember correctly, for the uh, Marvel franchise, actually didn't take a high payout because he demanded a percent of box office, and he probably and, got and more. He did. In the end, he got way fucking more. And oh, then yeah. he argued for, um, he's, he's a, a pretty good guy now, and he argued for uh, his co-stars to be paid higher um, mm. in future movies. But, um, yeah, some some industry advice. You have to. It's so yeah. important. Uh, this And I apologize. This article actually doesn't say what they got paid. It just estimates their... Um, According to some reports, uh, it estimates both of their net worths after the film, which is uh, almost equal after the films, the whole series, um, mm. which is estimated to be around fourteen million each. And they would still be getting payout now that it's over to Netflix. Uh, like the, so. they should there be are, still getting is attachment. Yeah. To I'm giving them a couple dollars every week. Loop back <laughs> to loop back to Friends for a second. I read the other day that each of those uh, actors are making around twenty million a year still on reruns of Friends, which is mm. insane. Yeah, that that's how 
that's how Jerry Seinfeld is so wealthy now and that yeah. like so many so many different networks wanted to pay for rerun yeah. rights right, right. Uh, and then, and then when it. one network stopped re-upping another network came in and was just like those guys are direct competitors are no longer playing this we want to play it yeah so yeah oh yeah people will always play those things those are like Frasier Seinfeld friends they're ones that you put on and on a Sunday afternoon there's a marathon and it's on sure. the background while you're doing laundry while you're cooking pasta whatever you're doing and it's just and people will still pay for those prime time for those spots in advertising it's a cash cow when you have something Mm -hmm. like that that you have tons of episodes like you can just loop and it doesn't like it's just yeah it's cash cow Mm. yeah and if you are either jamie dornan or dakota johnson's accountants uh get in touch and tell us uh, how much they got paid for those films (laughs) i'm sure there's no sort of i'm sure there's no moral hoop to jump through there okay but that actually pisses just me slide off a number across the internet to that us 250k was what they got paid for that first film that's so low frankly disgusting i that's crazy i believe it because counter to your point ray i don't think they knew it was going to be a blockbuster success right off the but bat they knew, the books were best selling mm, they should they, have they, known they probably couldn't uh embrace the best parts of the books in a film like that, th- there was a chance that people would have found it like too watered down and tepid. Apparently, we were the only ones who found it so. But but both the actors were relatively unknown at this time. That's so also I true. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, they, I think, they couldn't command star power. And at a certain point, I think they would have been afraid of demanding more, which I get because like as you start hitting the millions, it's like okay, well now you can get a more established actor to draw a bigger crowd. Yeah. And mm-hmm. neither of these actors were first choice. Um, from from what we've seen to, uh, yeah. to to play these roles, so I think they just took what they could get for the fame, um, and it yeah. worked I mean, out for both of them. It worked out for both of them, and honestly, fair enough. I think that I, I would just hope that they did do some sort of I don't know some sort of back and forth, you know, negotiation. Like when people, even us, when you go and get a job, and they are like, "Here, we're gonna give you this." It's like, mm, actually, I think you're gonna give me this instead. And you, ha- you have to almost always negotiate. Finger guns. Yeah, you know, you have to negotiate for what you think you're worth. And if they come back and say, "No, this is the best we can do," either okay, totally fine. In their case, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively unknown, and I'm just got a movie so hopefully it does well and i get two more Mm. but you need to you need to negotiate and i really think that their agents could have squeezed more even 500 come on it's a full (laughs) movie it's a full length feature dakota was naked in that yeah like i'm i'm cgi pubes like i'm being thanks darren like fucked a lot on screen give me at least five hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, half a mil, please. At least. I have to say these garbage words. <laughs> this is so poorly worse. written. Please pay me more. <laughs> well, especially, can you just for funsies look up what uh, it netted at the box office of that first movie, please? Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anthony, can, uh, can you look up what it netted? What, what what were its box office returns? Yeah, look about the. Oh, fuck, the, I looked this up a while ago. I bet you it's a good chunk just of the money. First, just the first movie? Just the first yeah. one. Let's just take that as our sample. Um, I think it's at least 500 mil. Please. Uh, <laughs> yep. 
571 million USD in that box I'm office. fucking on it. Yeah, okay, so you just Fuck think about that. So that's what the movie <laughs> Wizard. netted after all its expenses were paid. Now, no wonder, because their expenses, particularly one of your biggest expenses, which should be your stars, only got $250,000. So you know everybody else on that movie was making significantly less because they're not the leads. So, mm. and they netted five. I'm a character player. I made uh, I made three hundred bucks. <laughs> That's weren't crazy. you Ray? Yeah, yeah. It's it's insane. Wow! Insane. After helicopters, after all of these things. Yeah. Five hundred fifty. Although million. remember, they only uh, did one helicopter. Huh? Uh, remember, in the goofs, uh, they basically just took one helicopter yes. out and just flew it around the same city. So, you know, you you there there were there were pinched pennies here. Sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, so but crazy. Still. Just take us once around the bay. I uh, bet you they fucking paid more in craft services than they did for Anna and what's this? They name? only they only filmed probably, but a, I mean, it's uh, a lot of people to feed. Yeah, they only they didn't but even still. film that long, but still, it would have been a competitive rate. Yeah, At least their main stars. Two hundred fifty thousand. Maybe a part of their contract was that they get first dibs on craft. <laughs> I want my bagel in the morning. I heard I've heard that Harrison Ford has that in his contract. That That's nobody amazing. Can, nobody can touch craft services before he can. <laughs> That's Honestly, incredible. that's a great that's a great thing to write into your I contract. I fucking love that. It is if you're not going to be a a dick about it. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently he ha- apparently he has held up um production before. This is just what I hear that's through internet sleuthing. So funny. I hate it and I love it at the same time. That's Imagine incredible. he's not eating like the whole day. Like he brings food from home. Oh, I'm fasting today. But no one can eat until he, he brings eats. food from home. <laughs> he just brings a PB and J. I packed a lunch. <laughs> Everyone's just waiting for him to take a fucking cracker or something so like they can a eat. A cube of cheese. I brought some grace. lunchables today. And they're like, Harrison. <laughs> and a Capri please, Sun. Oh, uh, Mr. Ford, can I touch the craft services? Can I get table? you something from the table? Please. No one's allowed to get me anything either. They try to trick him into the. They put craft in his fucking. They put his keys over by the coleslaw. <laughs> they put it I in the to... coleslaw. Oh, sure. They found I left... the... I left my hash pipe in my in my Toyota. <laughs> I who took my keys? God. Holy shit! Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, this this rambled. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really all I had. I also searched this week. Um, I don't know what inspired this, but I searched up Fifty Shades of Grey poetry because <laughs> I wanted to see if anyone was writing really terrible God. poems what? inspired by Fifty Shades. And I, hope I only found one that is, I guess, sort of popular. And it's so, it's boomer humor uh, poetry, oh. and it's so Can't cringy wait. and bad. Can't I don't wait. even know. That's a, that's a thing? Boomer humor? You don't know, you don't know what this is? Oh. Right. Have you never been in a conversation with either of your parents? Uh, my parents are not like that. <laughs> your parents sound cool, yeah. They're not that, like, mm. yeah, they're not that bad. They're not, boomer, they're I, not I, and I shouldn't say it's, like, kind of a, a labeled thing, but, like, boomer humor tends to be, like, I mean, if I read this, you'd be able to easily identify it. Okay, read it. it for me. Read it. Do tell. It's, Do tell. Re- it's like really cringy, so... <clears throat> Can't wait. Here it goes. It's called Fifty Shades of Grey, in brackets, a husband's point of view. Oh. 
already oh, cringe. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so bad. The missus bought a paperback down Sheepton Mallet Way. I had a look inside her bag. Twas Fifty Shades of Grey. Ugh. Well, I just left her to it, and at ten I went to bed. An hour later she appeared. A sight filled me with dread. In her left she held a rope, and in her right a whip. She threw them down upon the floor, and then began to strip. Well, fifty years ago or so, I might have had a peek, but Mabel hasn't weathered well. She's 84 next week. Also Mabel, incredible. <laughs> Watching Mabel bump and grind could not have been much grimmer. And then, uh, and things then went from bad to worse. She toppled off her zimmer. I don't know what that means. I thought you were going to say, then she gave me a rimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Would have already Classic been a boomers. She struggled back upon her feet a couple minutes later. She put her teeth back in and said, I am a dominator. Now, if you knew our Mabel, you'd, you'd see <laughs> just why I spluttered. I'd spent two months in traction for the last complaint I uttered. She stood there nude and naked, both, bent forward just a bit. I went to hold her, sensual-like, and stood on her left tit. Mabel screamed, her teeth shot out. My God, what had I done? She moaned and groaned, and then shouted out, Step on the other one. Well, readers, I can't tell no more about what occurred that day. Suffice to say, my jet black hair turned fifty shades of gray. Well, we can't ever... There's nothing else to say on this episode, because Thanks, there's nothing... John Summers. That can top that. What an old man name, too. It's a, a horrible. Yep. If you've stuck around this long, I'm so sorry. That per, that guy was obviously like, I am so fucking funny. This is great. <laughs> like for sure, he was like, oh, I'm amazing. Zimmer. <laughs> well, the best part is like there are all these. I'm I'm on a fucking. The page that I found it on is sparkpeople.com. I don't know. It's so weird and old. But there's all these LOL emojis in the comments. Oh, and uh, people saying awesome. Wait, this one says it's from Marianne. I don't know. Maybe a, a woman write this. We don't have time to dig into this. Yeah, it's not worth it. Anyway, if you want garbage. We have neither garbage, the time nor the interest. Just fucking Google Fifty Shades of Grey poems. We're not going to link this garbage in no. our... Oh, we're not? No, okay. No no, no. no, no. I mean, I you, you've already heard the best reading of it ever. ever it's not going to sound yet. better in your no, Definitely the only reading. <laughs> cool. By default, the best. Well, hey, to end on some exciting news, we are in the final countdown starting next the week. We are in the countdown. last 10 episodes of this shit. I only have to watch this shit 10 more times and then we fucking done, baby. You've got less than a day's of wa days worth of watching left. Oh, can I just bang it out in one? Nope. Yes. <laughs> I would have let you. Ross is so mean. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, that's correct. Hey, I'm trying to keep us honest here, all right? Fair enough. Well, yeah, if we from... didn't have Ross, me and Anthony would just be all over the damn place, particularly me. <laughs> Yeah, I just roll up with my nuts in my Caesar. I'm like, what are we talking about? With my nuts in my Caesar <laughs> is what I Caesar. heard. <laughs> with my balls dunked in my Caesar. What are we talking you gotta about, dunk kids? That's how you get well, the spicy flavor. 
I don't know how we could possibly gain any subscribers based off of this, but if you're interested in following along with uh, the final 10 episodes of this man uh, getting his just desserts, really, because this was all Anthony's idea. It's yep. true. They're a really bad idea. Please subscribe. Tell your friends um, who doesn't want to watch a man fight his own better instincts. Um, we're going to do some fun stuff for the last 10. I think we're going to have a good time. Um, got some ideas. We got yeah. some We got some plans. The 30s were a little a little interesting. Awkward fit. Ray, wasn't that when you joined? No, I joined in the 20s. Okay. That's Believe when not. That's when our readers our, our listenership and like our subscriptions like skyrocketed. Holy fuck. I don't know if you guys on. remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like what numbers are you looking at? Oh no, oh I, I have the numbers. I get I have the numbers. Um <laughs> and yeah, tremendous. We we saw tremendous. It was a podcast like you'd never seen. We had tremendous success. <laughs> it's a, a Trump speech. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Growth, uh, numbers you've never seen. They're People gonna said, tell you that we Ray. didn't have any subscribers at all. Uh, but they're wrong. They're People wrong. Said, Ray, you're incredible. It's we've never heard a voice like Ray's since the beginning it, it, of podcasts. Tremendous. This, bi- this big tremendous. guy, this tough guy, he's crying, uh, and he said, this is the best <laughs> podcast I've ever heard. Yeah, these are all true stories. This is all 100% real. So, um, uh, we, we try and tear her down, and she somehow turns it into her own hype train. <laughs> I, I don't it. get it. What it's I an incredible better. talent. It's incredible. Well, <laughs> from both us and the stars of Fifty Shades... Um, we're horribly been, underpaid. Yeah, it's been incredibly uh, uh, an underpaying <laughs> experience, I guess, to know you and do this. So thanks for listening. It's been a, it's been a poetic time to know you. <laughs> there you go. It's been tremendous. It's, it's been the best time, the best time anyone's ever had on a podcast. Um, and I, I and I'm the best person that's been on a podcast. Um, just look at the numbers. Amazing. Bye. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any questions, suggestions for segments, or want to be a guest on the show yourself, you can reach out to us at 50weekspodcast at gmail.com. That's the numerical 50, five zero weeks podcast at gmail.com. Photography provided by John Jakes, original music provided by Ceylon, recorded and edited by Ross, me. <laughs> <laughs>